and we're back. Guys, sorry for the delay. I know it's been um, a couple days, if not like a week, since the last upload, which was the second episode. This, this one would be the third one. I had been a little bit busy, so I hadn't been able to get something out as quickly as I wanted to, but I am off the next, um, or a few times next week, so I should be able to do at least two a week, which is my ultimate goal for this. And again, this I'm doing this not necessarily even for you guys. I'm doing it more for me just so I have some sort of outlet. And I don't care if there are 500 people listening, two people listening, or just myself, right? I'm just glad that if I do it, I know that I have something that day that I had, you know, quote unquote, accomplished. Um, and I can look back at it and there's like a record of me saying or doing something that I am happy I was able to do. So I'm going to keep up with it. I actually really do like it a lot. I get excited when I'm writing topics down and I can go over stuff, but I do want to try to be maybe more off the cuff. So that is what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try rambling, wink, wink, a little bit more and making it a little bit less um, structured, but still enough to where I can follow and say what I want to do in the time allotted. Now, time allotted. So again, the way this software works is it basically breaks your segments up into 30-minute segments, right? I actually don't mind that now because it keeps me on my toes and keeps me being able to keep in mind that I have something in the background, like a timer going in the background, a time restraint where I know I have to get through this. I have to do it. Um, and it, it, it allows me to break up these segments. So it's more clearly, you know, I know what I talk about here and I know what I talk about here. So as of now, I'm keeping it at 30 and 30. So one hour, if in the future, I want to go to an hour and a half, something like that, I can do that. But I'm keeping it 30 and 30 right now to just try to keep things clear, at least for myself. Um, eventually, like I can edit it to make it more seamless and stuff like that, but I'm not unhappy with the structure as is now. So I actually have to be out of here today at like, I have about an hour and a half. I have a Honda appointment at one thirty, So I'm going to get out of here in a little bit, but I should be able to get through one and I'm excited to be back. So guys, I'm going to keep it, like I said, off the cuff a little bit more today. And, um, First topic for episode three, I want to talk about moving. Um, so our lease is up in September. Some of you have been here. Uh, I really like where we live. We live in Robinson, which is about 10, 15 minutes west of Pittsburgh. Um, and our lease is up in September, I believe earlier September. But my roommate and his girlfriend are... Um, which this is pretty cool. His grandma actually gave them an apartment. So like mid-August, they're going to be moving about 15, 10, 15 minutes south, kind of, of where we are now, which is pretty cool. Um, I toured their spot. I actually really like it. It's it's neat that they get to do something like that. And um, it's closer to where she works, so that's going to be really cool. And um, so that's going to be happening in like mid-August, actually, in like probably like two, uh, two weeks, something like that. But I just kind of want to talk about um, moving and getting thoughts out, at least out of my head into the world, just so if anything, I can listen back and I can understand what I'm thinking about myself, right? Because sometimes that's what you have to do, right? You either have to write it down, keep a journal, take notes on your phone, do something in terms of being able to speak and reflect on your thoughts to, at least this is what I do, to clarify your choices and how you think about things. And honestly, hearing myself talk is an aid because I get to keep myself in check, I think. And I actually think this has helped with that a little bit, this podcast. But he's moving in about mid-August, so our lease is up in September, and we're going to have to decide what we want to do. If we want to renew where we live now and just go to a one-bed, one-bath um in the spot that we live or if we want to look maybe closer to the city my girlfriend lives down or works downtown in the cultural district in pittsburgh so for her it would probably be more convenient to be closer to a t where she can take a train and be there in 10 minutes um i work in the south hills so i'm about what 30 minutes from where I am now, 35 minutes from where I am now. It's like west of Pittsburgh, southwest of Pittsburgh, kind of. Yeah, definitely southwest or southeast, southeast. So I don't know. We've been talking about stuff and I don't necessarily know what I want to do, but I know what I'm unwilling to give up, if that makes sense. So I'm pretty flexible in being able to say yes um, 
changing my life stuff to go wherever. And this is more of a journey for her and I, right? It's not just me. And I know that there are things that right now I am unwilling to give up. So where I live, um, like I don't have street parking. I just park, you know, like we just roll in and we can park like basically more or less like right in front of the door and then just walk up a few stairs and we're there. Um, I'm unwilling to give up. Obviously we have two cats, so we need that pets allowed, which are like right off the bat kills, like half the options here. And then we need, or at least I need, I'm not going back to like a college like lifestyle where I have to like go down and do laundry with like a ton of people and shit like that. And I know when you're looking at like apartments in particular, maybe you have to be more lenient in giving some of this stuff up. My thought is I already, we already have that stuff in a location that I'm very happy with. And I, I have a worse commute and I don't really care. I mean, just truthfully, I'm, so my mindset on it is basically I have, you know, we have the two cats, no problem. We have dishwasher, we have in-unit washer and dryer. AC, some of the utilities are already taken care for, garbage disposal. Like we have basically everything that I that we would otherwise need already here in a reasonable price for two people. So whenever we go to the two people, it'll go from what is essentially the four of us or the three of us right now paying like 13, 14, something like that, um, divided by three to her and I paying like between 900 and 1045, 915, 1045. And for us, that's reasonable considering everything that we get and that we're already not unhappy where we are. However, if we can move and find the same stuff, and I mean the exact same things and not give something up, in an area that would be more convenient, I guess, I would assume to both of us, whether that be Dormont or Beachview or um, Brookline or something like that, which is the area that we're looking at. Um, I think that that would be helpful. And I think that that could be a good thing. But it's just keeping in mind, like, is it worth it? I mean, honestly, like, is is it worth it? Because then we have to do like the U-Haul, we have to get everything from here and there, da, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. And I know some of you have already been here and like, we have skylights as is, like we have things, I like the general vibe of kind of where we are, but I wish that we were maybe within like walking distance of some stuff, right? So I would like to like walk outside, maybe walk down the street and within like, you know, two or three minutes, I can either be like in a restaurant or I can be doing, you know, whatever that's more like shady side area. That's more, you know, that's not Robinson. Robinson is between the airport and Pittsburgh, um, about 10 minutes from each. And I mean, we can drive to things very, very easily. And most stuff is literally under a mile. So I can be at like, excuse me, I can be at sheets or get go or market district or the movie cinemark movie theaters or anything like that, or the mall. Like I can be there literally within, four minutes, five minutes. Um, so in Costco, importance of Costco, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something that I kind of wanted to, wanted to touch on and maybe get my own thoughts out there so that I can listen to this back and know exactly what I'm kind of thinking. I'm not against moving at all. Um, if we stay here, they don't, our deposit would carry over. Well, actually we have like a, we have like a cracked, um, like the microwave door has like a crack on it. I didn't know about until now it's like on the bottom part. So I don't really know what to do about that. Um, I guess I'll just like let maintenance or let the people know, but the down payment and like all that kind of stuff that all carries over. So how they do it here is basically if I just move apartments, but I'm in the same area, like if I'm in the same, you know, kind of like little town here, it would be. $200 up front, but that comes off the first month of rent. So it's like me just giving them $200 early, basically. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like the cat deposit, like the pet deposit carries over. Everything carries over. I just owe them $200 and we move into a one bed, one bath and we just start going from there. 
which is easy. I guess you could say that's like, that's the easy route. But my whole thing is maybe that not only is it the easy route, but it's already the route that I'm like, that we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like it already has everything here without me really needing to go out of the way to do anything else other than being closer to Pittsburgh. But we're looking at, um, like I said, Dormont Beachview, um, Brookline, you know, maybe anything even around Pittsburgh itself, like east of Pittsburgh, like that area around PPG and stuff like that. That would be fine. I don't have a problem with that either. And I know um, Victoria has toured a few different locations, which is neat. Or she's going to be recording a few more locations or, you know, touring them. But I, I'm going to tour a few too. I think we're looking maybe next week, but like we need to basically make a decision in the next like two weeks, <laughs> more or less, about what, what exactly we're going to do. Um, and I don't really need to like talk or ask like my friends about this because like, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to her and I. And just being able to talk into this and hearing it back, I think hopefully would give me maybe some clarity. We've talked about this an awful lot. Like moving is a pretty big thing, but we like not necessarily the act of moving itself, but we like being in other places and we actively want to be in other places. So her and I have both both been pretty open and talking about, you know, wanting to go to leaving Pittsburgh, going out of state, going um, like Chicago, Seattle, Boston, something like that would be cool. And eventually leaving the United States probably for a little bit too. I think we just, we want to travel. And if we had, I think we, I already have an abundance of time. I think that the average maybe person doesn't necessarily have, like my, my work is very flexible and I'm compensated when I'm there. It's just kind of like I have so much PTO, like paid time off, that I kind of need, literally need to take like a fair bit of time off every year or I lose it. Um, and I can carry over 80 hours, but let's say like by June, I'm at like, I'm at, I don't know, 200 hours. You're talking about like at the end of the year, I'll be at like 200 and some hours in PTO and I'll lose anything over 80 or at least for the first three, three, three and a half years with uh, my company. So I need to take a fair amount of paid time off. And in doing that, like we just want to travel more and we want to go to more places and do more things. We just came back from Ireland, like probably like what a month and a half ago, something like that. It's July 26th. We came back like the beginning of June. So yeah, probably like a month and a half. And it was just cool. Like not being Ireland was really cool. And being out of the States is, I don't know. It feels a certain way and it might just feel a certain way because of, um, the bullshit in the country now. But I like experiencing just other cultures and other people and other music and food and stuff like that. And, like to a degree in which I actively am always looking at the next place to go. And honestly, even if it is the U.S., it's just being in a different place. It's not necessarily Pittsburgh, right? So I like Pittsburgh and I, I've grown up here and it's not anything necessarily against the city itself. It's not really that. It's just, it's like this desire to go somewhere else and knowing that we can and knowing that we're more or less just kind of here for what is essentially a career path. Um, and I've already talked to her about this, but this is basically kind of the mindset on it is a few years ago, we really wanted to move out. And I basically gave like a time, you know, I basically gave like, you know, a time limitation on like, this is the date that I want to be gone. And then I realized like at some point last year, maybe that Victoria is so talented at her job or at her, or at her, what is a career. And she's so fucking good at learning and growing quickly and like taking, taking big steps very quickly and being recognized for those steps. So like she's been promoted a few times. Um, 
and she's basically doing what she wants to do. At some point, she'd probably like to go, you know, to do something else. I don't want to speak for her, but probably go somewhere else in terms of like a larger, um, you know, like a larger firm, a larger agency. And in doing that, we'll have to go to a bigger city. But I don't necessarily think that it's fair of me to give a time limitation on like, hey, this is the date that like I'm out or not, you know. So I basically said, you do your thing, but we both agree that we want to be gone in the next, in the next three years, but probably in the next, like, for me, I would like to be gone in the next, if I'm being honest, like probably two. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily realistic with her career. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. For me, I can go wherever with, um, my company with T-Mobile. So T-Mobile sees it as a courtesy to move to move you where you want to move. So this is how basically the company sees it. If I say tomorrow I want to move to Boston, um, my manager tells our district manager and our district manager basically calls the DMs in Boston and tells them, hey, this person is coming from Pittsburgh. You need to find a place for them. Now, it's not necessarily like I'm going to be in like downtown Cambridge or, you know, like downtown Boston or something like that. I might be. I don't know. But they basically will find a position for me and move me to that area. Like the company sees it as a courtesy. So for me, I'm not really worried about it. Like I can go anywhere. I'm cool with it. And then at some point though, if I want to go to, let's say corporate there in um, Bellevue, Washington, which is um, near Seattle. So if at some point I want to go to like um, corporate communications or internal communications or something like that, I need to go to corporate, which is in, what is the What is Seattle? <laughs> right. So I think that that would be cool and I would be able to do that, but it's just kind of putting all these pieces together and a lot of it just revolves around moving right and like kind of career goals and stuff like that so you know i like being here i'm here now i'm here with the cats and i like pittsburgh it's just always thinking about maybe the next thing and i'm very bad at that excuse me i'm very bad at that i'm always thinking about the next thing as if I'm almost like never content but I don't necessarily want to be content right I think complacency is when you die um you I think you always have to have like something in your mind that you are going for not necessarily like a physical object or something like that but if you know that you want to live let's say in like Boston move to fucking Boston like do it. Whenever you start putting time limitations on shit, that's when you're dead. You don't, you will not make moves that you want to make when you were saying to yourself, like, uh, in five years and six years, like I have a, like a five-year plan. No, no, you don't. You're telling yourself that. So in the next five years, you have an excuse, an excuse will come up for you to stay here. That's what that is. You can lie to yourself for five years. You're not fucking moving in five years. Like, if you're going to move, move. Do it. If you're going to quit, quit. If you're going to get a new job, get a new job. If you're going to start a podcast, Sean, start a fucking podcast. You know? Um, it's just kind of doing it. That's the whole thing. I think that's something that I keep coming back to in my everyday life, and I've been thinking about it a lot. It's just kind of fucking nike is right dude you know for all like the child labor they <laughs> use and shit dude they're right their marketing got it years ago like just fucking do it and why why wait for either somebody else's approval or why wait for like this like why put this time restraint or time limitation on yourself and being like i'm gonna give myself x amount of time to do this like no cause start today what are you talking about like just just you know, an excuse comes up and then all of a sudden, what, I'm I'm in Pittsburgh for the next like 10 years? No, 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 no. I'm not cool with that. And I've been having a hard time, I guess, maybe thinking in, um, in terms of just knowing kind of where I want to go, but not really, if that makes any sense. Like, I definitely want to travel. I definitely don't want to necessarily like be here. Um, 
and then there are other things like you think about like cost of rent change and stuff like that. Pittsburgh is so cheap like to live here. And I, that kind of, it makes me laugh because like at work and growing up, like I always hear, Oh, our taxes here and all oh, doing this and this. I'm like, dude, like our cost of living itself, like the apartment that I'm living in right now for like our $1,300 split three ways, this apartment in like Seattle would be like three grand. Easy. Like three grand, $3,500 easily because like it's a different market. Right. But it's like that way almost everywhere. Like Pittsburgh is, has some of the cheapest living opportunity. The difference is our milk is $4, right? Like our taxes, I don't want to say necessarily our taxes are higher, but where our taxes go, like the funding isn't necessarily roads and shit like that. Cause I mean, clearly PennDOT doesn't know what they're doing. Like <laughs> my entire life, our roads have been shit and everyone blames the weather, but it's not the weather PennDOT. Like I, we just don't know like where our tax money is going. And I know you can find that shit, but it's like, you know, there's just, there's a lot of stuff about Pittsburgh that is positive, And there are things that while I like having them and while I like this city, a change in scenery sometimes is enough to help change yourself and when you start going on about i want to live here i want to move here i want to move in three years i want to move in four years dude that's when you don't like that's when you don't do the things that you want to do like if you have the means move just do it and i don't know i've been thinking uh, maybe a little bit about that just in general and um you know it goes for career opportunities it goes for almost anything this complacency and this being okay i like just okay like i am okay i don't understand it i don't understand it and i think like you were given one life and you have the opportunity, like you can do, you can live that however, right? I guess that's a beautiful thing is I can say this, you can say I'm fucking wrong and you have every right to, and that's fine because you have your own life. I have mine. That's cool. But I do just think that I'm not going to call it necessarily squandering your life, but if you're here and you have an opportunity to do something different, why wouldn't you like, what is your, what is your real excuse? Like you have an opportunity to change something in your life. Change is not like change can be scary if you allow it to be. That's the whole thing. I think people are just so turned off and afraid of like of change in of itself. But I'm like, dude, change always brings new opportunity. I think that's the difference in maybe thinking about it. Like, it can be frightening or maybe for companies like moving to a different building or like a different, you get a new job or you're going to move or something like that. Like, whenever you do any of those things, new opportunity is presented to you in which you can basically either decide if you want to take that shit and run or if you just want to like look at it and watch somebody else do it and like, you know, you see people moving and, and that's all great. But then you see so many people that are like, you know, and you can love the city. And if you want to be here, that's fine. I'm not telling you you have to move, but then make moves in other parts of your life. You know what I'm saying? Moves unquote in other parts of your life, not necessarily physical like location, but if you feel like there's something that you have to do or you want to do, just fucking do it and stop making excuses for yourself. I'm not trying to be preachy or anything. This is just all coming out, but it's, something that I've just been seeing a lot. And I have a lot of like guests come in and they complain about certain stuff like, you know, and a lot of it always has to do with kind of like people's own inability to take responsibility for what they want and what they're willing to do to get the things that they want or where they want to live or what they want to do or if they want to travel or if they want a new dog or some shit like that there's always some sort of like oh but I don't know about this now if you were now let's say 
if you're talking about like getting a new dog and you make like $200 in your paycheck and you live somewhere where maybe they can't have dogs or something like the upfront cost of owning a dog or getting a dog is not just the $300 that you paid to buy the dog, right? Like it's vet bills, it's shots, like it's possibly an electric fence. Like it's all this extra stuff. It's the rent that's a dish, you know, the added um, cost of rent to have an animal here or something like that. So it's a lot of different stuff that goes into it. And I understand like calculated risks. I understand thinking whether maybe you want something or you don't want something, but using, turning those things into excuses for you to not do something, that's what irritates me. And I hear it a fair bit and I'm trying to get better at it myself. But when you identify like a problem, fix that fucking problem. And if that's you wanting to move or something like that, then make it not be a problem anymore by doing said thing. Like save up, do whatever you have to do, but know that if you tell me in five years, I want to be here, or I want to be in this location, or I want to be in this job, why are you going to try to wait five years to do that shit? Because there's somebody right next to you at work that's going to be trying to do it faster than you. Or there's somebody like, you know, there's you can move at any time unless you're maybe in like the constraints of a lease. But I mean, other than that, like if you have an opportunity there coming up with reasons and excuses as to why that opportunity isn't for you at this particular time is so needy and greedy and frustrating for me to see because I just want you to have the best life that you can have or that you know that yourself can obtain. And when you start putting these barriers in front of you that you are self-creating, that's maybe what irritates me and frustrates me a little bit. Because I just want, you know, what's best for you, what's best for me, what's best for my cats, what's best for anything. And, you know, because you say to yourself, oh, I don't want to live here forever. Okay, so don't. That simple. I Like, I don't know what to tell you. And then you can use like in a job as an excuse. Well, I have a job here and I got this and this. No. Like if your job is the thing that's tying you down to where you physically live in this world and you're blaming your job, dude, that's not your job's fault. That's you getting lazy and content and not wanting to look for maybe something somewhere else or creating your own opportunities. That's you saying, okay, well, my job is here. I'm unwilling to change that status quo. Thus, I'm going to live here for the next 40 years. That's unfortunate and that sucks. Dude, don't do that to yourself, man. This world's fucking big and there's a lot of stuff to see and there's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of things to eat and a lot of variety. And when you start just staying in a single place or if you have been in a single place for a while, and you go somewhere else, it's almost like it's almost like you just you didn't expect what's out there, man. And you finally see it and you're like, oh wow, I basically blew 20 years waiting for this. <laughs> like, nah. Go out and get it yourself. I think maybe that's the thing. This all came from moving. <laughs> but this is kind of maybe this is just the rambling off the cuff that I enjoy and I just wanted to maybe talk about because it's something that I think about a fair bit and you know it's just something that I wanted to get out there and I wanted to maybe get off my chest because I've been thinking about this kind of stuff for a while and I just you know I want everybody to be happy in the lives that they have and the excuse to not start something or the excuse to not do something it kind of bums me out man but I'm going to keep it a little lighter on the next one. We're going to go into the next half hour. I do want to I want to talk about something that that's been killing me for the last, you know, pretty much since I've grown up in Pittsburgh. Um I want to talk about driving in Pittsburgh and why it's a fucking disaster and why every time I get in my car, I dread getting T-boned or something like that. But guys, I'm going to be back in a second part 2. Here we go. You guys remember in Family Guy 
if you ever watched it, Peter used to have a segment when he was on TV called What Grinds My Gears. Well, I'm going to resurrect that. So, this is What Grinds My Gears driving in Pittsburgh. Man, if you have never been in Pittsburgh, I assume most of you listening probably do live in Pittsburgh, so you'll all relate most likely. Um, Pittsburgh has won numerous worst driving awards. <laughs> Almost every year we're on like a worst driver's list. Our roads were built so long ago, like most of them weren't designed for the amount of people that we have now. Um it's always been kind of a complaint, like inbound traffic in the morning and the quality of our roads and all of that kind of stuff. And it all kind of comes together to just make this perfect storm of every other city I've ever driven in the United States, including New York City, which I hate. I, by the way, yeah, excuse me, if you guys didn't know, I don't like New York City. Not a fan. I think it smells like garbage all the time, garbage and piss. I don't like... I don't know, man. I just don't really dig New York. I think there's some stuff about it I like, maybe like a, um, I like bodegas where you can get like, you know, late night food and stuff like that, where you just walk in and you just basically pick whatever you want and it's there. Um, but I mean, other than that, <laughs> I guess Radio City Musical is cool. I saw Opeth there. Um, that was rad. Sat with my boy Mike. Shout out to Mike if he listens to this. That's my dude. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of New York is whatever, man. I don't love it. Or at least Manhattan. Let me clarify what I just said. Manhattan, I don't love. Um, but anywhere I've driven, Chicago, New York, I mean, literally anywhere else, I have not really had a problem in driving. When I come back to Pittsburgh, and I have to even drive, if I have to go to Target, and it's not that far. I mean, Target is like seven minutes for me, maybe eight minutes for me. It's like, it's so frustrating and infuriating how piss poor our drivers are. And I'm going to get into this. I have a very, I have a list actually of stuff that just pisses me off when I'm driving. And I'm sure all of you see this too. Some of you might be doing these things and I'll say, and you'll be like, oh, okay. I mean, seriously, like, if you're doing that, please keep some of this in mind, or just, like, don't be on the road. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but when I drive, I'm just, like, there's very rarely a day I get in my car and drive around the Pittsburgh area that I am not just extraordinarily frustrated at one point or another. And... It's a part, it's partly the road systems. It's partly, it's mostly, I would say it's like 60, it's like 75% the actual drivers themselves. Um, so let's just look at it. Um, the first thing is merging onto a highway. So when you're merging onto, let's say like the parkway and everybody is going 70, 70, whatever miles an hour. Why do people merge going like 40 why like you you can't merge onto traffic that's going faster than you and expect that traffic to break like it's your responsibility at the yield and stuff like check out what's going on but dude if there are people there and you have an opening and shit don't get into that opening going 45 miles an hour and everyone's going 70 75 like, you could be the cause of a wreck because you aren't going up to speed as everybody else. So listen, if you are merging anywhere before you get into that lane, or if, as long as you're close to getting into that lane, get as close as possible to the speed that other people are going because you are going to cause a wreck. Like, I don't know why people are so afraid to merge on a highway going faster than, like, 50. Like... Go go the speed that everybody else is going. It's the same thing. You're just going 20 miles an hour faster than you are now. Just do it. Like match everybody else so that you don't kill a family of four because you're afraid to go over 45 miles an hour on, a, on an on-ramp. Dude, that bothers me so much. And I see it so often. And like I'm always behind the people that do that. And we're going to get to the people that do that because I have 
you know, I have that a little later, but I'm always behind those people. It's either the person in front of me or the person in front of them that is trying to merge way under the speed limit that everyone else is going or the speed that everyone else is going. And it's infuriating and it's extremely dangerous. Like just go. And if there's a third lane, like there's this one spot in North Huntingdon where I grew up by the target and stuff. It's a four way intersection. And if you were making a right from with a target ish area parking lot, to the right going down to where like the Big Mac museum is. Oh yeah. By the way, guys, the Big Mac like basically started in, I guess the town that I grew up in or something. There's a fucking Big Mac museum there. It's basically just McDonald's with like McDonald's items and stuff like that. Like artifacts and all that kind of shit. There's like a giant, giant burger statue thing. It's actually pretty big, but, um, if you make a right there and merge, start going down that way on the highway, like there's a third lane there. For you to go in and then you merge. But whenever you start to go and you start to use that third lane when traffic is coming in the other two lanes, like people beep at you because I guess they think that you're not going to use the third lane or that you're just going to like merge directly into them. But like that's why the third lane exists. Like use that. Use that to please get up to speed and to match the other people and to get into the right lanes. Oh, man. Like. Why, though? Like, why is this a problem? Uh, the second thing is when you uh, when you see somebody merging or do you see somebody like on an on ramp that has to get onto the highway and there's nobody and you're in the right lane. If there's nobody in the left lane, merge into the left lane so that the per people on the on ramp can use the right lane to get on. Like, if it's free, and this happens so much. This is probably the thing that happens the most, to me at least. Like, I need to get, I'm on an on-ramp. I'm about to get on. And four, five, six cars are coming in the right lane, in the lane that I need to merge into to get onto the highway. And they don't move into the left lane to let you on. Like, they just stay in the right lane and force you to wait an extra, like, 25 seconds. Just get into the left lane. Like, if you're that guy... On in the right lane, please just move into the left lane and let us merge. Like, give us an opportunity to merge. Don't just sit there. And it, they always like they're either on their phone or they're just so oblivious. Like, you can tell that they're driving and they're just on autopilot. Like, they're just like, you know, like those times where like the world around you is happening, but you're just kind of like looking at one thing. Like, that's the expression that people have on their faces when they're driving by and they refuse to get into the left lane to let you merge. They're just like looking like they're about to pass out at the wheel. I don't know why they always look like that. But if you're in the right lane and you see people that have to get on to the highway, go into the left lane, merge into the left lane, and let these people on. I don't understand why this is like a problem. Go left and people can go about their day. Don't force them to wait an extra 30 seconds because you're an idiot. Like right on red. This is the third one right on red. So I know other countries necessarily either don't have this or haven't mastered this, but we certainly haven't fucking mastered it either. If there's not a sign in the U S that says, no turn on red. You can make a right on red if there's no other traffic coming from the left side to the right. Like, coming from the left side of your vehicle going to the right side and passing in front of you. If there's not a no turn on red sign, turn on fucking red. Don't make me sit there. Please don't make me sit there. And just wait for you to for the light to turn green. So I have to take like an extra minute or two out of my day because you don't understand like basic, like basic driving in like road rules. So, and if it says no turn on red and I'm the first car in the line and there's somebody, of course, in a big lifted truck behind me, just pissed off that I'm not going like just point at the fucking sign. Cause like, what are they going to do? Like. And get yourself some dash cams, too. That's something. So if that one guy does get out of the car and he wants to, like, come up and blast your face off, at least you have dash cams or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, 
identify this motherfucker, but <laughs> it's always some dude in this big lift, stupid lifted ass diesel truck behind you. Just like, Oh, I can't believe that you're not going on this right on red when there's clearly a sign and you, there's a bush to your left. So you can't see who's coming. And this guy behind you is all pissed off. <sighs> And that's something too. This is going to be so the people in these big lifted trucks. And this was a big thing when I went to school in like the area that I come from, North Huntington. It's like these people that dress in camo and they have like camo hats or maybe like an orange hat. And they always have like, they always have like their like dirty boots on. And they, al they always try to look like they're either like they used to be a mechanic or they work on cars in their off time and they're also a hunter and they're chewing and stuff like that. Dude, what is this culture in Pittsburgh where like hillbillies like dress up like mechanic hunters? And they're always chewing and spitting and like their, their trucks are just way higher than every other car on the road for whatever reason. And then they like, what's it called whenever you do whenever they like blast the vehicles behind them with diesel, I don't remember what it's called, but like, like if there's like a Tesla behind them or I'm behind them or anything like that. And like, they do it on purpose. Like who are you impressing in the, if you notice too, like if it's, you know, exactly the people that I'm talking about, they either have like a monster hat on or, you know, something like that. They always look the same. And it's usually a couple. It's usually not just the guy. And you can imagine the female, like the young, like early 20s, like late teens girl that they're with. You know what they look like, too. I don't even need to tell you. Like, I know you have a picture in your head right now of this couple and this big lifted fucking stupid truck just blasting diesel all over everybody on the streets for an unknown reason. And they get out and they have their stupid camo on. They haven't hunted a day in their life. And if they do, like it's the off season. So why are you wearing like, why are you wearing camo? in North Huntington, like the whitest township in Pennsylvania. Like you don't, you don't hunt. You don't, maybe you did some work on your truck, but you probably didn't. You probably took it to a buddy who has the same kind of culture as you. And I say culture very loosely with his camo hat and his like, Oh, it's just so frustrating. And we had those kind of people at school. And I know you all did too, like in your high school or your college or something. I know that you can level with me on the people that I'm talking about, you know, like it's the people that sit in class in the back and they just, they're here and they just can't wait. They just can't wait to go with the back to their lifted trucks. <laughs> Them damn libtards. <laughs> oh my God. These fucking people. They just, it's so irritating but it's funny because we know exactly the person that I'm talking about. Man, that should be a whole segment itself. Like, if you're that person, I'd like to interview you. And, like, understand why you are the way that you are. And it's funny because, like, a lot of the times these people, like, these specific people I'm talking about weren't raised, like, in a trailer park. Like, mom and dad, like, they might do fairly well or something. I just... I don't know why they are the way that they are. And I went to the college I went to was like, it was just in a place filled with those kind of people. Like half the parking lot was, you know, lifted trucks, neon hats, monster hats, you know? Oh man. But I see that so much, not necessarily where I am now in Robinson. This is like more, maybe like more of a, like a family or I don't want to say an upper class thing. Cause that's not true, but it's just more, it's not like that, but I don't know why my hometown's like that either. Because it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. I'm going to move on because this is just going to be something I stay at for a while. So that was right on red. And I guess stupid lift the truck camo hat people. Um, Rain. When it rains in Pittsburgh, everybody forgets how to drive. And I don't. It's and not even like a heavy rain. Like a light rain. It's light. And yet everybody decides... The speed limit was 60, and now the speed limit has to be 40 because it rained. What? Why? Like, when you, when you, and it, this happens too, if it starts raining while you're driving, you'll see people around you drop from 60 to 40 miles an hour, like in front of you on the highway when everyone's going the same speed. 
But all of a sudden, like, rain comes down, and it's not even a ton of rain. And even if it is a lot of rain, like, your vehicle can probably handle it. Your tires can probably handle it. I'm not saying go 95 miles an hour when it's torrential downpours outside. But, like, why... Why do you need to go so slow when it rains? Why do you forget to use turn signals when it rains? <laughs> it's like this it's like this trigger like it happens and then all of a sudden I know if it rains and it's so funny I know if it rains that my commute is going to take like an extra 20 minutes. For whatever reason, I don't understand it. I know like the roads are slippery, the roads are wet. All right. But this is Pittsburgh. We don't have speed limits already. Pittsburgh doesn't have speed limits that are like 80 miles an hour. I think our highest is maybe 75 or 70. So it's already not like Pittsburgh isn't like speed demon city. So then it rains and you're already going 50 miles an hour. You seriously are going to drop to 30 because it rained and that happens. And it's so crazy because it adds to everybody's commute. Like you're not really being safer. You're causing... It's more of a danger for the people around you because you're going so fucking slow now all the time. Man, I'm mad today. Can you tell? So rain. And then tailgating when looking for parking. Like when you pull into a parking lot, you go to Target. And you're looking for a space. This is why I pull into like the first space I see or the last space in the parking lot. I do not care, man. I'll walk the ex I just walk the extra 20 feet. You don't have to drive around the park. Oh, I need the best space. Why? The time you took driving around the parking lot, you could have just parked, gone in. Okay. But tailgating when looking for parking. So you're looking for parking, and like the guy behind you or the lady behind you is like, they're like five feet from your, they're like two or three feet from you. Like they're tailgating you so heavy. And then you see a space. Oh, can't back in because this fucking idiot behind me won't let me because he's like right behind me. And then he like gets offended or she gets offended whenever you pull in or you slow down. Like you see them make a gesture and the same thing happens with street parking. Like if you know that you're going to be parking on the street and you're clearly going slower, like this happens in the South side a lot. So if you don't know the South side is like, it's like where I don't want to see people my age because that's not true, but like anybody can go down like on a Friday or Saturday night and it's all street parking and you can go to like bars and like you can go to, you know, you can do like all kinds of craziness in the South side and they have like good food and, and drinks and everybody's hammered all the time. And, um, but it's like all street parking. The whole thing is street parking for the most part. So whenever you go down there and you're trying to pull into a space or find parking, everybody behind you, is so like mad that you're looking for a space and I'm sure that they're looking for spaces too. Like you're probably not driving through the South side, like driving through the South side, using the South side is a means of getting from A to C and the South side is B. No, you're probably not doing that. So if you're go also going to find parking down there, why are you so close to me in finding street parking that I can't even park like, I can't even, then you put the turn signal on and you can see them behind you all mad that you you found parking. Like, what did I do to personally offend you, your big fucking stupid lifted truck in the south side? <laughs> like, dude, I'm just trying to find parking. Calm yourself. Please don't be right behind me when I'm trying to back into a space. I mean, if there was a way to just, like, you know, pull your vehicle directly alongside the open space and it just like goes right. Like your tires just turn horizontal and just like moves you in. That's a good idea. Actually, Tesla should do that next. That'd be sweet. There used to be like old timey cars used to have a fifth tire in the back. And that's how you got into like garages. If you were at a weird angle or something, this like third, this like fifth horizontal tire. And you can look this up. Um, it's a gift, but you can look this up too on, um, like YouTube, like this tire like comes down from the back and like pushes the vehicle up so that the other wheels like like only the front wheels and this new fifth tire are touching the grounds. So the back wheels aren't there anymore to stop it from moving. And it just like moves, you know, it just like moves at like a 90 degree angle. It's very interesting. Um, but that's a good idea. We should do that. I'm going to call Elon.
but tailgating when looking for parking and then driving speed. I kind of already talked about this, but if the driving speed is 70, goes like 70 to 74. Why are you going 60? Like match the people. This actually goes with the next with the next thing, so I'm just going to put them together. The driving speed and the left lane. So the left lane is a passing lane. The whole purpose of it is to pass people in the right lane so that you can continue about your journey at a faster pace than the people on the right. That's what the passing lane is. And uh, why is it that people, you get stuck behind somebody in the left lane going the identical speed as the people in the right lane? And you get like you get close to them, or like you don't want to be a dick. Like you could flash and they get them out of the way or something. But like, and then they act all offended. Like, dude, you're in the passing lane. Pass. That's all it is. Just do it. It takes all of ten seconds to pass this person on the right lane. But instead, you block everybody off in the left lane behind you. And trucks do this shit too. Why are like big trucks, like 18 wheelers, shit like that, why are they in the allowed in the left lane at all? Unless they need to like, you know, they're going to a light and they need to make a left turn. Like, and this happens on road trips and shit all the time. Whenever you're driving, like let's say you're going through West Virginia and there it's like for whatever reason, truck country. And you are behind a truck on the right. And what's on the left? You already know what's on the left. Another truck. The same size going the exact same speed. If you're not going to pass, don't pass. Stay in the right lane and let me pass. I would be eternally grateful for that. That would be amazing. And then we have the middle turning lane. So if you have, this is, you'll know what I'm talking about. So you have traffic, you have two lanes on the right, or maybe one lane on the right. And then on the other side of the road, you have the other direction of traffic, two lanes going the opposite direction. And in the middle, instead of a median or anything, it's like a, you know, like you can pull your vehicle in and you can like make a left if you need to to get to the other side of the road. When you're coming to a stop sign or something, or you're, or you're coming to a stoplight and there are people in the left, in that middle like section, just blasting up to pass through people to get around other people. And then you're sitting there about to make a left-hand turn and you see the people behind you mad because they like you're for whatever reason in their way in the middle turning lane. And this is something too. If you need to get into that like middle turning lane and you're in the left lane, why do the people then like why do the people in front of you they always slow down? Like if you need to get into that like left turning lane, like that middle thing, and you're about to get to a stoplight and you see that your shit's green, but the people in front of you, so in the the lane that you were in and on the right lane ahead it's like it's red or it's turning red at least be aware enough of your surroundings that when i'm behind you with like a turn signal on to try to let me get the green light dude like why are people so like you know not aware of their surroundings when driving a vehicle I, maybe it's me. Like, I'm always looking in my rearview mirror. I'm always make, making sure, like, you know, helping my fellow drivers out. Like, I'm doing my 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 part to, to keep shit moving here. And, like, I'm trying to get around this person in the lane in front of me. And they're slowing down so much. I'm not saying below a red light. But when you when the red light happens and it is way in front of you. Like, when it's, like, half a football field length in front of you and you see that it's it's red or it's turning red. Why are you breaking there? Break when you get closer to the light. Like, don't, why are you gonna stop me from getting my green light? Because you need to break fifth, like half a football field length away from the actual light itself. Dude, let me pass. Like, let me get into the thing so I can get that left green signal. 
that arrow, man. And then we have phone use. Listen, make it very, very clear. You should not be on your phone in any capacity when you were driving a 3,000 pound metal object that can kill everything on the road. You should not be, you can now, if you have like a system set up through your vehicle, like Android Auto or CarPlay or like a Bluetooth system, or you're doing something, you can use it that way to call, um, actually calling is pretty much the thing that you should be doing. Or maybe like if you're composing a text, be like, um, I can't say the trigger because everything around me, I have Google Home and all that stuff will just turn on and start yelling at me. If you say like, hey, you know, blank, send a text to this. You should be able to do that. That's cool. And that's built in. But the frustration comes when I see you fucking texting or I see you calling like like your hand is up with your phone. Dude, that's illegal. <laughs> like at least in PA, don't just stop. Are you have AirPods in? Are you crazy? You have AirPods in and you're driving your 3000 pound vehicle. That's unbelievable. You should not watch fucking videos when you're driving. I can't believe I even need to say that. Vehicles, like, um, I see them all the time with somebody driving. And they have their phone up. And they're fucking watching something. <laughs> Dude, what's more important in this time than you not killing a family of four? Or hitting a dog? Or a squirrel? Or like not causing damage to yourself or your vehicle. What could possibly be more important than looking at the road in front of you and your surroundings? Man, so if you are one of those people that text and drive or watch videos, I mean, for real, I'm not getting in the car with you. Like, and I'll just tell you straight up, like, you know, I don't do it. Like anybody that's in the car with me, dude, we use like, you know, we use uh Android auto just like built into my system for shit. I'm not, dude, I don't text. I don't do any of that shit. Don't do it. Also, I will not move unless you are buckled because I would rather you not go through the windshield, including Justine, and I know you listen to this, sitting in the back of my vehicle and you still refuse to buckle your seatbelt so that whenever we do get into an accident, your body now comes up and kills the two people in the driver's seat. No, no, no. I'm not cool with that. Justine. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Um, but man, just buckle up and stop using your fucking phone. I don't know why that's so hard. Just be an adult. And then we have BMWs refusing to use turn signals. This is like everybody, but I see it the most on BMWs and it's a, like, it's a joke. Like it's a social joke. Like people are aware of this, but for real, like BMWs don't use turn signals for the most part, from my experience. And I don't, I don't understand it. Like, do, do they just not include it? Do Germans just not believe in turn signals? Do they just not include them on the new cars? Like, this seems to be a problem with every model BMW I'm ever behind. So if you could just use your turn signals, that'd be great. And then we have Subaru. Every time I see a Subaru in front of me, I get into the other lane because I know that that person's going to be going 15 miles under the speed limit. I know it. I get into the next lane immediately. I do anything in my power to avoid Subaru or you are a bus backwards. <sighs> and they always have the stickers on the back of their cars. Proud dog owner. My son's in the National Honor Society. <laughs> Dude. Baby on board. <laughs> oh my god. And the stereotypes are just so true. Dude, I mean, you can have a Subaru. Just don't litter it up with stickers and just drive like any other car brand. I don't understand it. And it's funny because Subaru positions their entire brand around crashes because they know how bad their drivers are. <laughs> crashes. Oh, my God. But, guys, I mean, that's pretty much everything I want to talk about. So, end on a high note, Subaru. But... That was episode three. Sorry, it was rambly. That's what you signed up for, though. I feel like I got through it pretty well. Overall, I'm pretty happy with it, and I'm excited to listen to it back. Hope you guys have a good day, and I will see you again on the next episode.